Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. Saturday, 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 here we are yet again, eight days a week, eight days a week, welcome into the Saturday podcast, the fifth hour with Ben Maller, we hope you enjoyed Friday's podcast, if you did not hear the Friday podcast, bad job by you, you can go back and listen to it, it's timeless, it's classical, Uh, I'm catching up with Mel Proctor, who had a long run with the Baltimore Orioles and the Washington Bullets. He also was the first announcer for the Washington Nationals and has uh, worked with a bunch of other teams. He called games for the New Jersey Nets and the Texas Rangers. It was in Hawaii. And I enjoyed the conversation. And I even know I learned something new about NFL films from Mel. So if you want to hear that, go back and download the Friday podcast. But upward and onward we go. It is Saturday and no Gascon, a Gascon-free weekend, a man with that kind of work ethic. Uh, West of the 405, not here, but in his place, a living, breathing Fox Sports Radio legend. Behind the scenes, occasionally, this man pops up on the air. Occasionally it happens. Big Mike is in the house in the, the Gascon chair. Hello, Big Mike. Welcome. Hello, Ben Mallard. That was a pretty nice intro, man. I feel like I should have had some walk-up music or something. Well, you're like an old-time. Well, no, you don't know. No, no. See, Gascon would play like applause and stuff like that. Oh, that, yeah. That no would need be, for that. Uh, that would be, uh, that would be a, a nightmare. Now, do, do you live west of the 405 or east of the 405? I live just east of the 405, like literally a quarter of a mile east of the 405. That's okay. You're east of the 405, as long as you're not west of the 405, because I have bad, I have bad uh, you know, juju uh, with the people that live west of the 405 like Gascon. So there's a, po- there's a, a point of, uh, you know, like a line in the sand here, Big Mike. Uh, west or east of the 405. And as long as you're even a, a footstep away, like I love Tito's Tacos, right? Taco oh, yeah, that's my favorite. Tito's Tacos is literally against the 405 freeway, but it is east of the 405, so that's okay. Even though it's looking at, it's right next to the freeway, but it's east of it, so it's all right. Yeah, Tito's is within walking distance from my house. Is that right? That is right. I'm jealous, man. You I should be. be. I'd be eating there. Although, 
full disclosure, when I first started going to Tito's, I'm going to date myself, but I could get like five tacos for 10 bucks. Oh. Now, those tacos with cheese are like five bucks each almost. Oh, yeah. But you don't have to pay cash anymore. They're taking credit cards now. Yeah, I was surprised by that because they had a straight cash business for like 30, 40 years. And I'm not saying they didn't pay their taxes, Big Mike, but there are workarounds when you get cash. You yes, know, whether there you, are. There are things you can do whether or not you want to be honest or not. So, Yeah, for sure. Interesting. So how Now, I just assume you've been at Fox Sports Radio as long as I have. I know you haven't. I remember when you started, but you've been here forever. How yeah. many years have you been here now, Mike, at the company? I uh, started in 2004, so that's 17. 17 years! And, and of course, you've been on... See, they laid me off in 2009, so you've been consistently there longer than I have. I had a six-month, 26-day vacation, but... Right, you, technically, your seniority was wiped out at that point, and now <laughs> I am technically senior to you as an employee here. Yes, yes. Not that I, I don't like to relive that fateful day there at all, but uh, you you know where all the bury, the bodies are buried, Big Mike. Uh, I do. Like, yes, uh, you know all the secrets of Fox Sports Radio, past and present. And I'm uh, not sharing, so don't try to get it out of me. You're not? No. Are you going to write a tell-all book, Big Mike, when what you're done here? What happens in Sherman Oaks stays in Sherman Oaks. No, no. We have big, powerful microphones, and we spew all of that. We spew all of that out into the ethos is what we do. But uh, but anyway, on this podcast, we are going to have Avi Magic. We've got just desserts and a staple of the Saturday podcast, Pop Quiz. Boy, is that exciting. Tell me you're not a... This is your dream come true, Big Mike. You weren't forced to come in and do this. You love... You You have great fun memories of, of me and you side by side in the the hallways, the, the, the bowels of Fox Sports Radio back in the day. Absolutely. I've been pestering Gascon for months now to try to let me have a shift in here. I'm trying to yeah. find work for him so we can go, you know, do something and pretend he's busy. Uh, yeah. That way I he's, can get in on this. Yeah, well, it's not that different. You know, Gascon, and when it comes to the work ethic, he's you know he'll, uh, he'll check out from time to time, as we as we point out. But anyway, so Avi Magic, by hook or by crook, the winds of change have th- uh, have finally swept through the social media uh, platforms. Uh, I I did it. I clicked the switch on Twitter. Abracadabra. Hocus Pocus, presto, I changed my avatar on Twitter. Now, this might seem like nothing, right? This might, who the hell cares? You know, it's a stupid avatar on Twitter. I I get it. But it is absolutely something. Because I believe, I, I I don't remember the last time I changed it. I think it's been at least four years. In fact, I think it's been longer than four years that I had the avatar that I had on Twitter so why did I change? Well, I was considering, uh, not that you really care, but I was considering making a change. I was like contemplating making a change, but I'm not very photogenic. I'm, uh, I'm ugly. Uh, I generally don't like any photos that are taken where I'm in the photo. That's usually a way for me to not like the photo is when my ugly mug is in the photo. So I, I looked at a couple of things. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll change it. I didn't. And then I was reading some tweets from, and this actually happened on the air. If you listened to the overnight show, you heard this. And I was reading tweets, and this guy E Rocker, I, I looked at his avatar. I was like, "That's pretty cool. I'd like to get." You know, in my head, I'm thinking, "Boy, I'd like to get something like that. That's a good looking avatar." You know, it was a cartoon drawing of this guy's face or whatever. I probably used just some app to do it. I don't know how he did it, but I pointed out that I liked it, and I was like, "That's pretty good." And then, like, the next day, or maybe it was even that same night, I don't remember, it was either that night or the next day, uh, he sent over uh, two of them. He had a red and a blue one. And I was like, I like that. And I, after contemplating it some more for a couple of days, I'm like, hey, let's do it. Let's make, the, let's make the jump. So I am the proud owner of a new cartoon avatar, which I will describe as, if, for those that can't see it, for our blind listeners, it is slick, it is stylish, it is in vogue, it is cutting edge, and as much as this can possibly be as an avatar, I feel like I'm strutting down the catwalk 
and uh, and and Big Mike, I'm doing a cyber pirouette. Is what I'm doing. I'm all about it. It looks great. Oh, thank you, Big Mike. I, I appreciate that. And and so far, you know, so far, positive reviews. Although we know the trolls are out there, we are aware the trolls are out there, and they are ready to attack. They they muddy the waters, is what they do. One of the I got to assume that Gascon's out there with a with a troll account that he set up secondarily, just so he can you know. Yeah. Well, thank you for confirming that because I have long had the suspicion and I've had uh, circumstantial evidence, anecdotal evidence, that uh, Gagon has started several burner accounts. The most famous one, the Gagon account, uh, which is a tribute to former Fox Sports Radio host Mike North, one of the great mispronunciations of all time, which really created a cottage industry, uh, the Gagon account, which I, I'm pretty confident David Gascon has something to do with that. And then anytime I get a positive message from somebody on social media about Gascon, I do a double take, and I'm pretty confident there that it's, a, it's one of his burner accounts. I agree. You are absolutely right to be suspicious on all counts. Yes. Now, uh, so that's my avatar story. That's that's the uh, the big news there. Big exciting. You know, how, how exciting is my life, Big Mike? That changing an avatar is something that I feel I need to talk about on the podcast. That's how pathetic I am. Uh, yeah, but I knew I knew that. I've known you for a long time. Though. Yeah. Now, when I first met you, Big Mike, you always had like every uh, weekend was a you were a huge Carolina Panther fan, and you always were rocking the Carolina Panther gear. But now you're kind of like mid-management guy. Now now you've moved up in the company. So I'm not there during the day anymore. Not that I ever was really there during the day much. But So Big Mike, now have you gone corporate? Do you, you have to dress uh, business casual now? Like uh, Have they put down the hammer of God from corporate on, on the wardrobe? Or are you still sporting the old Carolina Panther gear? Well, honestly, I am a game game day gear wearing guy. So if it's not a yeah. game day, I'm not. But I will rock some Carolina Panthers gear for the upcoming draft on the 29th. I will uh, bust out at least a lid or something. Probably won't go in with a full jersey, uh, seeing as how you know there's going to be some corporate bigwigs in the building, uh, yeah. as usually yeah. happens. But yeah, I, I I still got plenty of it. It gives my wife and my daughter something to buy me for Christmas and my birthday. You know. No, I saw, well, yeah, it beats being you know, like a tie. It beats a tie or something like that. Absolutely. And wh- why did you become a Carolina Panther fan again? I know you told me, but so I So I grew up a Rams fan. I'm an L.A. kid, and uh, yeah. after how they did Eric Dickerson, um, and then they decided to move to St. Louis, I had enough. So what I did was, uh, after 94, I just started rooting against the Rams. And, of course... As a Rams fan growing up, I was already rooting against the 49ers pretty heavily. That yeah. did not change either. So when the Panthers came into the league, even though they're in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is like three hours from the East Coast, they were put in the NFC West. So I found myself rooting for the Panthers four times a year because they played the Rams twice and they played the 49ers twice. And then they picked up Kevin Green who had been my favorite Rams player before I stopped being a Rams fan. He was then on the Panthers, and boom. There I, you go. Uh, it took me about two years to make the switch over. So 96, there, when they went to the NFC Championship with Kerry Collins is when I jumped on board. Yeah, and I, I like yourself, growing up in Southern California, was a huge L.A. Ram fan and loved the Eric Dickerson years, even the, the Jim Everett years. By the way, Jim Everett, a Fox Sports Radio listener. Big Mike. Nice. Did you know that? Yeah, he's a consumer of Fox Sports Radio. I've heard it through the grapevine. But, uh, yeah, I was furious, and I, I stopped following the Rams when they went to St. Louis, too. But what I did is I just became a degenerate gambler. And then I also, when, with the radio show, I just changed teams every year. I had the contest every year. Like, I'd have the listeners vote. Oh, I think I remember that. I yeah, do remember that. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun because I I got to experience different fan, you know, being a fan of the Patriots one year, the Cowboys. Sure. And then it turned ugly though because at the end they were just picking whoever the worst team was going to be, and it was like Cleveland when they were miserable, um, Jacksonville when they were unwatchable, you know. So 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 then I, I'm convinced, Big Mike, that there were like bots that 
hijack the vote because it made no sense. For years, people were like, okay, what would be a good team that Ben can follow has a chance to win the Super Bowl? And then it turned on a dime, and it became, hey, let's try to screw Maller over and have him have a miserable fan experience. And so eventually, when the Rams came back, I gave it up. Did you consider... Big Mike, as I did, I am now back on the Ram bandwagon, although I'm not as fully invested as I was when I was younger, and I still have my doubts. I think they could still leave again someday, but I'm back with the Rams. Uh, have, have you considered making the leap back, or you're too far invested in the Carolina Panthers at this point to make that jump? No, I'm definitely too far invested in the Panthers, but I, I will say that I would I would certainly not rule out a possible return to being a Rams fan now that they're back in L.A., obviously different ownership now than there was back then. So it's not totally off the table, and my, yeah. you know, I don't despise them in the same way I did when they were in St. Louis, but I, I, I'd say highly doubtful that I'm ever going to get back on that wagon. All right, so you're locked, you're locked in your ways. But and, and as a Carolina Panther fan, Big Mike, are, are you mad enough to chew nails that they traded for Sam Darnold? Is this something to you know infuriate you because he's not very good? Yeah. I understand he's not very good, but he's not any worse than Teddy Bridgewater, or at the very least, he's not going to be worse than a rookie quarterback, even if they were managed to trade up and get somebody who's really good. So at least for the foreseeable future, let's put Sam Darnold in. Let's see if all that potential that was wasted by bad management, bad coaching, and uh, bad situations can possibly be rectified in Carolina. I'm not saying it can. I'm not even saying I have high hopes that it will be. I'm just saying I'm I'm open to the possibilities. And I'm still hoping they, they pick up somebody in the draft to play quarterback. Yeah. Uh, now, Big Mike, you know how I feel about potential, right? Potential means you haven't done anything. That's correct. That's a, that's a great Bill Parcells quote. I, I remember you haven't done anything yet. And then the, the other thing, you... You lose on potential and you win when guys actually play well. Is the uh, where's my well, my mantra? My mantra was from Dusty Baker that a prospect is just a suspect until proven otherwise. So, All right, just want to point that out. I'm trying to, I'm trying to rain on your parade here, big. Well, I, I mean, you're not raining on a parade because I'm not I'm not having a parade over here. I've I've got my fingers crossed and I'm just hoping. There you go. Blind hope. I got you. All right. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Juan Gabriel, Juanquis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as far as the just desserts are concerned, this being the Saturday podcast, we have a follow-up, a fifth hour with Ben Maller follow-up, and things did boil over this week. Now, I had a bit of a Waterloo moment. Now, in a previous episode of the fifth hour, I explained I had played this word game on my phone when I had a few minutes now and again. I didn't do it all the time, but usually before bed, I would have some downtime and I'd play this word search game. Uh, and, And the game was advertised where you could get money. Like you play a certain number of games, you can get like 20 bucks. I was like, fine. So I played this game, and you know what? I liked the game, but I, you know, I was also motivated by the financial element. Even though it's twenty bucks, you know, who cares in the big picture? But I was like, yeah, it's twenty bucks. I play the game, get a little bit of money out of it. So I, as, you, as you know, if you heard the other podcast, that I did this for a long time, and I got to nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents, and then it would not allow me to get that final cent. You couldn't cash out till you get to twenty dollars. So I got upset, and I stopped playing the game. I ripped the game on the podcast here. Well, I finally had a Waterloo moment here. I made my first ever review in the App Store, the Apple App Store, slamming the scammers that behind the game here. Bitter and broken Benny about this game that I had played for a couple of years here, the, the game called Word Relax, and, you know, just turned out to be a, a bait and switch situation, and a, as I had said at the time, you know, I wouldn't have had a problem with it if they had not had the false advertising. That I, I felt like I was bamboozled by the advertising, and right up until the point I got to nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents in the game, it had been legitimate. I mean, it wasn't. It was you know they made it harder and harder to get more money. You had to play more and more games, hundreds of games, to get even a, a cent. But I was like, okay, you know, uh, I'm in for the battle. I'm in for the war of attrition. I'm not. You're not going to break my soul. You're not going to beat me down. I am going to to figure this out, and I'm going to keep playing, and I'm going to get the the cent. Well, when I got to nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents, it then became essentially infinity because they'd always said you have to play X number of games to get the next dollar amount. Well, once you get to $19.99, they take that away. It becomes impossible. So then I started reading some of the other reviews, and there were people that had played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, all of the levels, and never gotten that final penny. So it was total bullcrap. So anyway, I, I read this, and I became incensed. I finally uh, was motivated enough this week. I was provoked enough to go to the App Store and give a one-star review. Let me tell you, all right? That might not mean much to you, but to me, that was therapeutic. You know what it was, Big Mike? It was retribution is what it was. I was led astray, and I, I don't like If you're going to advertise something, I, I'm a big believer in this. You know, you need truth in advertising. I think most people are like that. Yeah, you don't want to be scammed like that. Very I upset. would agree 100%. Yeah. And you have an avenue with which you can redress your issues, and you chose to do so. You're well within your rights, and I'm glad it was cathartic for you, sir. Thank you. Well, it, from the bully pulpit, as you know, Big Mike, this is the bully pulpit. You're you're in the bully pulpit right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I can just I can just tell people what to do and make things happen, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. All right. Now we have pop quiz. 
now, Big Mike, you're in the Gascon chair, so you have to play the Gascon role. Uh, I just want to make it clear that I did switch chairs. There are more than one chair in here, so I, oh, okay. I, I just don't want to be right. sitting in the same chair that guy was sitting in. Yeah, it's probably a stench. You don't want to be there. There's a, you know, cooties or whatever. Anyway, all right, so the pop quiz. Now, this is just random stuff, Big Mike, that I found around the interweb that I thought was interesting. And then the way this will work, you listening, you can attempt to answer, and then Big Mike can attempt to answer, and then we'll actually have the answer, and you can see how you do. And it's just a lot of uh, human nature, you know, life, life in times, the zeitgeist of our times, if you will. Um, so the first thing I found here, a new survey asked people to name the most important product in their life. Now, their phone and their car were the two most common answers as the most important products in your life. I think that's kind of obvious there. You phone, you're on your phone all the time, the car. Um, but what was number three? What was in this random survey of people, most important products in your life, phone, car, one and two, what do you think number three was? Oh, that's an interesting question. Can I think out loud or am I stuck with the first thing I say? Well, you can think out loud, but I will need your final answer. Okay, so I'm. I, it's a toss-up between a television, a computer, and a bed. Television, so, computer, and bed. So that's a three-way tie. And I, yeah. I think, I think with the with the use of phones and people, th- I am going to go with and the cord cutting. I'm going to go with a bed. A bed, yeah. Bed's important. You need a bed. Uh, you need it, a good bed. I'm I'm yeah. big on getting good sleep. Uh, like a sleep number bed. Yeah, uh, a really yes. good bed. I think is yeah. super important. Yes. Uh, no, but a refrigerator. Oh, okay. Refrigerator. Cold uh, food you, is good. Yeah. Well, it's, you can store your your food, and you, my refrigerator's got a water thing on it. That's gonna get my water, my ice, and and all that. But imagine living in the world before refrigerators and and toilets with plumbing. Oh my God! What a nightmare! What a nightmare! Oh, that that's terrible. Yeah, I don't want to do that. People did that for a long time. All right, about forty percent of people say this is something they hate to do at home. What do you think? Something forty percent. So four out of every ten people, roughly, this is something they hate to do at home. At home. Yeah. They hate yeah. to do at home. Yeah. Um. Right. How about a? Uh, how about a? Uh, Pinch one off, you know. I always like to stink up somebody else's bathroom. You know what I'm saying? That's a great answer. I like that. That's, that's better than anything Gascon's ever come up with on this. That's right there. You've already trumped Gascon. Uh, no, the it involves something to do with food, not the other end where the food comes out. Uh, but they say that about forty percent of people uh, hate eating leftovers. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big leftover guy. Are you a big leftover? I think there are some there are some foods that actually do better uh, on leftover. Well, pizza, like pizza is the food I will I will eat leftover pizza no matter what. But a lot of the other foods, it's it's tough. And and I'm not like I'm bougie when it comes to reheating food. Where I I know it's easy just to put in the microwave, but usually it tastes better a lot of stuff if you put it in the oven and reheat it. But it's a pain in the ass to put in the oven, like. See, like a lot of things, will, like pasta and stuff, if you put it in the microwave, it kind of tastes a little chewy, and you know what I mean. It's not; it doesn't have the same consistency. I know as exactly you. what you mean. So, what uh, my wife and I did when we got married is we registered for this like supersized toaster oven, which yeah. we use a lot for reheating food because, like you said, the microwave everything turns into rubber. It's just not; it's not right. And especially if you're talking about pizza, man, stick that thing back in the oven, get that crust up, crispy again, and. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would eat leftovers more. I, I'm not a big leftover guy, but I would eat it more if the consistency, the if I had, like, the, the giant Big Mike toaster, yeah. then that would... That and would a, and a little patience. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, I used to, my, my father, I used to, my dad, you know, my mom, mom passed away. My dad, for years, you know, he you know, was living, you know, he hadn't lived on his own and all that for a long time, and he, he, he hated the stove. And I, I tried to tell him right up until the day he died, I said, listen, you got to put stuff in the oven, Dad. It tastes better. But he he had no patience, right? He did not want to sit there, and he, it's too much work to have to wait and time it out and all that. And he just you got to preheat the oven. What a pain in the ass that was, you know, the whole thing. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Anyway. Well, and the, one of the reasons, by the way, I have to admit that I'm I'm down with leftovers is because. Well, my wife's a personal chef, so ah, when she makes that. food, I'm not going to waste it. I like, I like how you worked that in there. Look at that. You worked that in you there. You like that? Yeah, yeah, that was smooth. That was very, very, very smooth there. You've done this before. Yes. Right. All right. Uh, on average, we're doing pop quiz here. On average, we all have nine of these, but never use three of them. All right. I have nine of these, but never use three of them. This is like a quiz. It sounds more like a riddle. Yeah, well, this is like the Wonderlick test that these draft picks used to have. I don't know if they still do the Wonderlick test. We have test, nine but... of these, but we only yeah. use three of them on average. I'll give you a clue. Okay. Oh, keys. Yeah, there you go, my All man. Right. Keys, right? Now, if you look at your keychain, I got a ton of keys on here. All right, let me get them and, out. All right, like, hold on a second. Let me go through here. How many keys do I I grab my keys here. Where are my keys? Oh, there they are. All right, here we go. I have the other keys. I found mine. All right. All right, I found mine. So I have my car keys, which I obviously use all the time. So there's two. Uh, I have the wife's car that I have. And then I have the I have the house key right here. So I've got that. But then, like, I have a bunch of other, like, smaller type uh, keys, and I don't, I don't really use – I don't use these much at all, like – some of these I don't even know what they go to. Wow, I've got I've, only, I've got eleven. I've got one I don't know what it goes to. Three of them are studio keys that I rarely ever use. Yeah. Two car keys, one for mine, one for my wife's car. I got the uh, bike lock key, and then house keys. So uh, I'm, I have, I'm using all I, of them mostly. I have thirteen keys on the Mallor keychain, and I only use. Yeah, I use three of them. So, like ten of them, I don't. I don't even know why I have them, but I carry I, them around. I'm uh, I'm like nine for eleven. You're nine for eleven. That's a good batting yeah. average. Yeah, I'm I'm using my keys. That's beyond Tony Gwynn. That's Hall of Fame. That's uh, that's all time. This is great key talk. This right? is what. Am I not on the pulse of the people here? Big Mike, that people on a Saturday want to hear. It's key what talk. they're screaming exactly. for, Ben. You got to give them what they're screaming yeah. for, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give the, the customer, give the customer what the customer wants, and hot key talk, very important. All right, uh, the average person will turn this on and off four times a day. What is it? The average something, person, something yeah. that they will turn Again, on and off about the, their uh, the car. Yeah, look at you, Big Mike. How look at it? you. You got that one right. Your car. Yeah, you get up, you go to work, maybe you go to lunch, you come back, yeah, you go home, whatever. So uh, four times. A day for the car. All right, two percent of people have done this to their neighbor. What is it? Uh, throwing some crap in their backyard. Well, it's clo- you're actually close. Put oh. put their trash in the neighbor's trash can. Okay, yeah. You ever done that? Now, if you've done it by mistake or intentionally? Oh, I've done it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a jer- that's a that's a jerk move. That's a, I don't that's understand. Why move. is that a jerk move? They're just going to come and take the trash away. Well, anyway. a, I'm out of room in mine. You got plenty of room in yours. Yeah. We're good well, to go. Uh, etiquette, you know, it's, it's, it's trash etiquette. You know? Whatever, stop me. Just, and then, just saying. yeah. yeah we, well, you're big Mike. You're a burly guy, man. People don't mess with you, big Mike. You've got the intimidation factor. You I, do. I do have that a little bit. And you play that to you. You're like a teddy bear on the inside, but you you are from the outside. From the, you know dark alley, you see Big Mike walking down a, a dark a dark alley. Oh man, this guy's gonna kick my ass. There's Who'd a good think? chance I will. Think yeah. it that way. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, the average person does this ten times a month. What is it? Brush their teeth. <laughs> no, is that a? Uh... <laughs> Well, that's Gascon likely 10 times a month, maybe, uh, brushes. I was just trying here. to, you know, yeah, keep consistency that. here. Uh, are you taking a shot at some of the people that listen overnight that they only brush their teeth about 10 times a month? Is that what you're saying? I would never do such a thing. Never, because that would be inappropriate. That of would be course. wrong. And you know, shame on you. Uh, the, the answer is forget a password. Forget a password. That often, right? I never forget yeah. my passwords. Yeah, I don't like that the company makes you change the password every so often. That's a pain in the pain in the behind. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to come up with unique passwords, and I'm a little confused by this because uh, I have you know, I'm I'm fully invested in the Apple, I have the iPhone, and all that, and 
Like all my passwords are pretty much saved. So the, my issue is if that thing breaks that mem, that memorizes all my password, I will be uh, passwords. I'll be completely screwed. Well, yeah, but you're, you're it should all be in the cloud now. So well, that's what I'm saying. But it's like an autofill. But if like the, the cloud gets hacked or something, but all my passwords, like I don't remember any of them at this point. I don't have to remember them because anytime I put a, you know put the phone out or whatever, they're auto-saved, so it just fills in and I don't have to ever change them unless they, unless they get that mandate. You've got to change your password because it's, you know, it's expired or whatever. Like, I hate well, that. Well, the thing that's killing me these days is the two-authentication code thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the double authentication. Yeah, 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 it's driving yeah. me crazy, man. I'm tired of sticking in a six-digit code. Yeah, I, yeah, and they te- yeah they text you and that you got twenty four hours and if you don't they, uh, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I'm pain not in down. the butt. Yeah, and I've heard that like passwords aren't even really all that effective. Like they're tr- they've tried to figure out a way to get rid of the passwords. Like there's a different way you can do it, and some of the but people are so programmed to have passwords, it's hard to get people to change once they've become set in their ways. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, according to a new survey, 40% of people say finding this in their date's car would greatly decrease the chances of a second date. Now, you're married and married for a long time. I've been married now for a while. So what do you think this item is, that if you found this in the car, you would be less likely to have a second date? Huh. Less likely to have a second date if I found this in the car. It's something a lot of people have in their cars. It's pretty common. How about a uh, rear view mirror deodorizer? Deodorizer. The air freshener. 
Like one of those uh, Luau Hawaiian. Yeah, like uh, what are you doing thing? in your car yeah. that it stinks so bad? You need to have <laughs> <Yeah>. air freshener. <laughs> uh, well, I, the answer is actually something that would lead to that stink: uh, eating fast food and having fast food containers. Oh, in the you know I see and I listen. I have uh, guilty as charged, uh, but uh, I have had the occasional uh, in and out burger cup in the back, or uh, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna I, go with the opposite. If I see that in a girl's car, I don't want to. Second, third, fourth date. Like you think that would make her more attractive? That well, she's, uh, and yeah. and it will confirm that she's probably a cheap date. So that's helpful too. That is true. That is true. But I did have an epiphany when it came to the the fast food thing. Like when I go get gas, they have these things called trash cans. And so I was like, that as a great opportunity. Well, the gas is pumping, Big Mike. This is a great okay, opportunity okay, to yeah, throw the trash it. away and clean the car up. I see. And like I'll go. He was shopping on the on the weekend. I go to like IKEA or something like that, and they got these massive trash cans right in front. And then it's a, it's great. So trash Wonderful. cans are the key. I get it. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, no, but I don't usually throw the trash away at at my house though. Like I don't usually clean the car out at the house. I do it while I'm multitasking right. when I'm at the gas station or whatever. So. And then it's less trash you have to take out later and put on the curb yeah exactly yeah. exactly all right, all right about 60 percent of households own one of these but they often only use it a couple of times a year a couple times a year a vacuum <laughs> <laughs> yes right we have the vacuum but yeah that's about right um no it's something uh with something about america something americana an american flag yes Yes, right. Sure. So July 4th, what other part of the year would you hoist out the American flag? Uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. There you go. Perfect. There's a couple times a year. I have an American flag outside the Maller Mansion that we have. I just leave that out there. It's it's there uh, all the all the time. Pretty much because it's a pain to take down and put back up and all that stuff. So we just leave it out there. And Nothing wrong one, with that? Number of our neighbors have the uh, the American flag there. Sure, got it at Costco. It's a Kirkland brand flag, and it's it's well made. It's held yeah. up. It's in the sunlight all the time, but it's held up pretty good. So yeah, Kirkland's good stuff. Yeah, I love the Kirkland brand. All right, in a new, we'll do a few more. In a new survey, roughly one in five adults say they don't like doing this common activity with their spouse. What do they not like doing? They do not like exercising with their spouse that's actually a good one uh yeah, i get that but no this is riding in a car with them what oh, that's that'd be difficult to be in a marriage and not want to ride in the car with the other person right how would you how'd you pull that one off that doesn't make a lot of sense to me in fact one of the uh pieces of advice i've been known to give over the years for people who are in a relationship if you're really want to go to the next level it's important that you take a road trip together to see if you can handle each other in the car and in a hotel specifically you should go to vegas so all the freakery comes out early and you know what you're dealing with before you make a long commitment to a relationship well if you're in la you should go to vegas if you're in maine you probably shouldn't go to vegas because that's a little too long in the car Right. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Maybe go down to Boston for the weekend if you're in Maine, or if you're if you're in Florida, probably shouldn't go to Vegas. Right. Probably shouldn't go. Maybe how about a boat trip to the Bahamas? If well, you know, like I mean, if you're in the South, you can go riverboat gambling. If you're, yeah, you go to Atlantic yeah. City, or you know, you got all kinds of places. Well, there's casinos everywhere now, Big Mike. Right. You yeah. Go you go gotta go. Casino. You gotta go somewhere where the freakery is going to show up. So yeah. that so that you can uh, identify it and then decide whether or not that's a freakery that you can live with long term. Well, that's true. Listen, like because we all know in a relationship, everyone has their best behavior. Nobody farts around each other when they're in a relationship at right. first. But then at some point, you know, you you let yourself go a little bit, and that's the point of demarcation where you determine whether or not this is good or not. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. In the mid 1950s, this item sold over 10 million units in its first full year of production. It is still available today. In fact, every grocery store you would go to, you'll find this particular item. Hmm. Uh, 1950, huh? 19 mid 1950s. This was a big breakthrough. And people were like, this is amazing. It's going to make my life so much easier. And you can still find these in grocery stores today. Yes, yes, Big Mike. You can find these in grocery stores today. Okay. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I need some music for this one. This is a tough one. Um, I was gonna go with a hula hoop, but they don't have hula hoops anymore in the grocery stores. No, they don't. They don't have. And I think hula hoops came in the '60s, didn't they? Or Did was they? it the '50s? I, I thought don't the hula hoop started in the '50s. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah. guessing. It's all uh, the same. Yeah. All right, so not a hula hoop. I'm gonna go with uh, sliced bread. Sliced bread. Yeah. You know, when sliced bread started, people didn't like it. They liked to cut their own bread. They didn't like sliced bread. They thought they were getting shortchanged. But no, it's not sliced bread. The correct answer, TV dinners. Frozen TV dinners. Sure. Back in my bachelor days, I I partaked in the Hungry Man brand of uh, TV dinners. I was a big connoisseur of that. What's your favorite one? Uh, I like the, uh, appropriately enough, the, the chicken strip one. Because it was like a pound of food. You know, that was their marketing sure. campaign. A pound right. of the only problem, and they've never been able to figure this out with the TV dinners, is how ridiculously hot the dessert is. <laughs> right. right? The apple fritter uh, or whatever, it is, you know, burn your It'll your burn a hole in your lip. Yes. Yes. Like, and, you know, you eat that. I, I like most, I ate it first, and it didn't, it was, and even if you ate it later, it was still so piping hot. It was unbelievably difficult to, and you burn your mouth and your gums and the whole. It was and meanwhile, the middle of the Salisbury steak is still frozen. Yes, exactly, exactly. But yet, still, you know, partaking in the uh, the frozen TV news. But uh, anyway, so 1950s. There you go. Fun fact. All right, we spend about 50 percent less time doing this than we did 20 years ago. 20 years ago. What do you think it is? Watching television. Uh, no, making phone calls. Oh, okay. Yeah, another one on the uh, technologies that's sort of fading a little bit. Although, when I say watching television, does, does like streaming on your phone count when I say that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because it's like radio. A lot of people don't listen to an old school radio. They listen to us on iHeart, you know, podcasting like this. Right. So, but I still can, I use, I know radio is kind of like a taboo term now in the business. They're trying to get rid of the radio, take the radio out of radio. But I love, I'm old school. I like the term radio. And even though I'm listening, I listen to, you know, I listen to Fox Sports Radio on the iHeart stream or whatever. I I still call it radio, you know, and it's not streaming, but that's just, just me. But yeah, it's it's all text messaging. I remember when text messaging came around, back in my day, Big Mike, to old guy radio. But it, I remember when text messaging came on, I used to like mock people. I was like, oh, yeah, you're like a teenage girl sending text messages, you know, just call them up. Uh, but now, now I, I get very upset when people call me and don't text me. I'd rather just text. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement 100%. Or if you need to talk to me, shoot me a text before my phone rings so I know you're about to call me. Yeah. Or or let me at least say, hey, call me in five minutes when I have. and Because I'm an old guy, too. So when we were growing up, like, they have them on Facebook or all the time. Like, do you remember your home phone number? Like, of course I do. I remember my yeah. original phone number. But kids today, man, no chance. Because they never really remembered it in the first place. It was always just, it's their phone. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I'm I'm right there with you. And and but uh, man, we we were around the same age. We spent hours on the phone. Like it was like that was amazing to be. You talk to your friends on the phone. Oh yeah. Just, well, my I had brothers and sisters. So when we were teenagers, my folks broke down and got us a second line for the back of the house because we were on the phone all the time. Yeah. Uh, now you know everyone's got their own phone, so they don't even use it. That's, at least as a phone, they use it for everything else. All right, last one here on pop quiz. So three percent of people admit they've broken down and cried in the last year over this. What is it? In like as in two thousand twenty, like in the past year, they've broken down and cried over. Uh, yeah, we we'll go with like 2019 to 2020. I don't know if it was exactly uh, just 2020, but, uh, yeah. Something that, ha- you know, something that happens from time to time. And um, the fact that it is, it is, that Girl Scout cookie season only comes once a year. <laughs> What's the greatest Girl Scout cookie, Big Mike? Big question. Here. Uh, I am, uh, I'm a tag-along guy. Uh, I also uh, like the trefoils, the shortbread ones, but the peanut butter patties are yeah. that's my go-to. I uh, I'm I'm a I'm a purist. I like the the thin mint, uh, but I do love these lemon cookies. But there's two different types of the lemon cookie, at least here in Southern California that they have, and I tend to side with the one that has the frosting. Why wouldn't you? 
Yeah, it's the one yeah, I like. I'm behind that. Yeah. How many Girl Scout cookies have you bought over the years? Probably thousands of dollars worth of Girl Scout oh, cookies. Oh, I can't even count, especially when my daughter was a Girl Scout, so. Yeah. Well, you got to take care of your daughter. You, know, you got to help her out there so she gets all the perks of being a Girl Scout. All right, last one. So the answer to this last one, 3% of people admit they've broken down and cried in the last year over this. The answer, computer problems. Huh. Computer. Who the hell's crying over computer problems? Yeah, that seems a bit much. Well, only about 3% of people, I think. But still, <laughs> even that seems high to me. I mean, I understand. Like, I, I, the only way you would cry is if you were. I remember years ago, I was in, at the press box at Dodger Stadium. One of the Met beat writers had a deadline, and uh, for the you know back when they had to get the deadline in for the the print edition of the newspaper, and on the East Coast, and so he went to send his story on the Mets, and instead of clicking send, somehow he deleted his entire story, and oh. that. Yeah, I mean, that guy had a legitimate, and it was so funny yeah. because the other Met beat writers were pointing and laughing at him and goofing on him, and he was just, I, I just, oh, I thought the guy was going to have a heart attack. He was so upset. And that I, I get, but like general day-to-day stuff, like, you know, it's frustrating when the Wi-Fi is not working, you can't get on the web, but you're going to really cry about it. I, That's I a bit much. I, I, did lose a, uh, I did lose a paper in college on, a, on my girlfriend's computer once, but... Fortunately, those were the old days, and I was only really just typing it on the computer, so I still had all my notes, but it still took me hours to, like, retype the thing off my yeah. notes. It was, but I still didn't cry. That's good. That's a good job by you. All right, that's it. We'll put the baby to bed. Thank you. We have the Mailbag Podcast on Sunday. Remember, five stars. Make sure to write a review how much better Big Mike is than Gascon. You can celebrate Big Mike Fox Sports Radio Original in the Gascon chair. Anyway, have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.